turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. A brand new guest again today. We just, I'm so thrilled to have her with me. I am on a roll. I've been able to get some absolutely excellent guests and this no different right now. I am about to welcome Melissa Highland. She holds a BA in education from Wake Forest Universities and a Master's in Education of Curriculum and Instruction from Central Missouri State University. I'm going to go on and tell you more about her, but I'm first I'm going to tell you that she has written a book called No Shame, a devotional for survivors of sexual abuse. I am so happy to have her on the program. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Molly. You know, you have, you have got so dear to my heart because not only have you written this book about, you know, helping people come through these incredible situations that they go into, but you also have worked in pregnancy care ministry for over 25 years. You've served as an executive director and a board member. You've served as a full-time missionary with the International Missionary Board, and you've led volunteer mission teams since 2000. You are the founder of the Beautiful Feet International, a mission organization that planted more than 70 pregnancy centers. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) What a lady. What an amazing woman. Good grief, you know. So thank you it's so much. God. It, you know, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Our God is an awesome God. And we, you know, we tend to forget it. And, you know, we go through these sort of ups and downs and we go, where are you? I can't find you. And then you go, there he is. Goodness, look at him being amazing. So, <laughs> so it's lovely. That, that Wonderful, wonderful. So your book is called, again, as I said, No Shame, A Devotion, A Devotional for Survivors of Sexual Abuse. You talk about, you sort of open sentence about it is, is this, suffering can cause our hearts to turn cold. We stop feeling and caring because our hearts are overloaded and then we shut down. Your book states that every 68 seconds, an American is sexually assaulted. Wow. Wow. I mean, you know, we've all just seen the, the sound of freedom that has just come out in the movie theaters, the true story of, of what happens, what's happened is happening in South America. You have to go, wow, what has happened to our world? What is, what are we doing? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know the answer to that question, Molly. And I also don't even know if it's new. You know, when we look in, in the Bible, we read in the Old Testament, we read of some really horrific things. So I think, I think sin is as old as the Garden of Eden, and maybe there are maybe new and more creative ways to do it um, in our modern day. But I don't think that these types of of sins are necessarily new, but maybe just people are talking about them more. Do you think it, there has been an uptick, though, recently in, in, in it? Or do you think it's just because we have been able, and I honestly have to say, I wonder whether, it, and I thought about this when I watched The Sound of Freedom, um, I'm wondering whether it hasn't actually been exposed through the through the explosion of pornography. Yeah, I think that that's, I think that that's probably true. I think that these things were probably going on and in people's hearts for a long time. And I'm not an expert on this by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just a person talking about that. But, but absolutely, you know, now that we have the internet and ways to quickly distribute things that are good and also very bad, I Mm -hmm. think it just makes it certainly Easier, easier, and, and more demand. This kind of yeah, thing. and more demand probably. Yeah. Yes, I, horrifyingly so. Oh, yeah, I, I, I can't explain it. <laughs> yeah, no, and I don't think anybody can. I, you know, I, 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 everybody. I mean, I, re, I remember working with a couple of, with some people in the downtown area of Cleveland, uh, probably about a good five, six years ago. And they were, they were trying to, you know, rescue uh, sexual uh, victims that had been taken and a lot of them young girls around the, around the colleges and stuff. And, and, um, you know, and, and they didn't, they don't know how to stop it. I mean, they just did not know that it was just through, it was only going to be through our, our loving God that we would actually be able to find a way to, to make this go. Not, it's probably never going to go away. As you say, it's, it's as old as, as the Garden of Eden. But, uh, but I do think we've, um, I think it's just, it's so, it's, in a good way. I think this is a good thing that's happened. It's so in everybody's faces right now. Um, you write about those who've suffered and been victims, and they often carry the trauma with them for many, many years. What you have, it, it appears in your book that you have, you know, some of those telltale signs. What are they? Um, so I, I want to say again that I'm really not an expert necessarily on this, but the Lord has asked me. I feel, felt like the Lord really called me to write this book for healing for people who have suffered through this. And, but I think one of the things that we see with people who have suffered from these kinds of things is, like you said, they shut down when sometimes topics turn to that. You can almost see like the light go out of their eyes. You've probably had that experience before where you just notice body language and and facial expressions and you see a person kind of shutting down and not being able to talk about about the subject. And oftentimes that's because of things that they have suffered in their own lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, and when you get that, and I, you know, at working with pregnancy centers, et cetera, and I know many of my friends who work in those centers that, you know, they do, they do know, uh, you know, that obviously there's trauma there and obviously there's a lot of stuff that goes on. I mean, not everybody that goes into a pregnancy center, as you probably know, you know, is, is necessarily traumatized. They, they, they're just in, in need of help. And, and so that's wonderful that the pregnancy centers are there, but certainly the pregnancy centers do. Um, help uh, um, to identify those people and get them into into some kind of um, support system or, or you know whatever. Um, do you think th- that 
when we see somebody like that, let me try and think about it for phrases. We, we see somebody shutting down and we, we recognize something's going on. There's something that's not quite right. As a, you know, you, you obviously work in pregnancy centers. You've planted pregnancy centers always. How do you tell people to deal with that? What is the best way to go about that? Or are there many different ways? Well, one of the things I think is very important not to cross lines with people, not to try to push them to share things until they're ready. I think that's something that's really important that we don't want to corner someone who is in a situation like that where they're already feeling like they've had so much loss of control. We want them to still be able to have the, to be able to give them the control now that they can talk about it when they want to, how they want to, with the people that, that they want to talk to. But we also want to, them to understand and to feel that we are, we are a safe place because mm-hmm. we care about them. We are not judging them and we only want healing for them that comes ultimately only through Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And I, you know, I think that's, you know, the more we turn away from, from our Christian faith and our Christian, you know, fundamental p- principles and pillars, um, the more we are seeing these types of things happening. And I think that is certainly a, a huge piece of what's happening in today's world is that Christianity is on such an, under such incredible attack. And, you know, um, so if we don't have that, I, I, I can't even, I, I don't even know where I would go if I didn't have, you know, Christ in my life because it was, be- I- yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I don't know, I was talking with someone recently that was talking about getting counseling that's not Christian. And I, and I thought, wow, ultimately, <laughs> without Christ, is there ever true healing? I no, don't know. There's not. No, there's not. <laughs> there, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it categorically. There's no healing without Christ. <laughs> I can do it because I'm the host and I can't kick you off. So <laughs> nobody can kick me off. <laughs> No, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that we know. And if only you would, if only people would understand it. And, and, you know, and you see people are so angry and it's like, don't, let me tell you where to go. You know, so that you're not so angry. It, 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 I, I promise it works. It works. But, you know, one of the other things that you, that you talk about, um, that, uh, there are specific ways that abuse confuses about the truth about ourselves and you have a part in the book that talks about that there are there's there's ways that we that that abuse actually sort of almost resets us yes and i think that's true and there's so much there's so much suffering that goes on and when people are sexually abused they start to have a lot of confusion just about themselves many times confusion about their sexuality confusion about what is true love um when they are um abused as children there's so much confusion and and um things that that go with them throughout their lives where they don't really understand what is love, um, what, you know, what the purpose of sex, you know, that God created sex to be something good, not to be something that is hurtful or used for manipulation or any of those things. So, and, and a lot of times there's confusion even about God, right? Because they feel like, wow, these, this happened to me. Then God didn't care about me or God didn't love me. There are all kinds of confusing things based on what has happened. And sometimes the abusers 
are telling them not only with their actions, but with their words, things that are lies, like this is your fault, or this is what you wanted, or if anybody knew this happened to you, they wouldn't love you anymore. All of those kinds of messages that are given to them both directly and indirectly that are lies that get into their minds that um, confuse them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So well said. I mean, and, 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 you know, if anybody's out there listening to this right now and, and has that, we, there's all kinds of pregnancy centers all over, uh, both, uh, the Cleveland area and the Detroit area and anywhere where you happen to be li- uh, listening to this, you could also go to beautiful, uh, beautifulfeetinternational.com and, and I'm sure there's, there's places there that you can go to because we, you know, and again, I will also put a website up on our website so that you can, uh, if, if this is triggering, triggering anything and if the book is, you have Melissa's book is, is something that you, you need to read. Uh, please for sure go to the website because it, I will have that information up there as well. Um, Melissa, you also talk about the, 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 um, the fact that abusers are like thieves. What do you mean by that? Because they come and they can steal so much, uh, they steal innocence. (laughs) They steal, um, um, confidence, self-confidence. They steal, they steal truth with their lies. They steal, um, sometimes they're stealing someone's childhood. They, they try to, their actions try to even steal someone's identity, their sexual identity, all of those kinds of things. They are, they, because they are liars, they are stealing truth and many times hope and peace, all of those things that God wants each of us to have, even if we've suffered sexual abuse, we can still have hope and joy and peace and confidence through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Again, keep going back to that through Jesus Christ. I mean, there, there is just, there's so much there. I do a one year Bible and I can tell you that, you know, I've been doing it since 1992 and it's so 1991. I, could, I don't remember the date, but it's been a long time. A dear friend of mine gave me my one year Bible and, um, there are times when I don't do it for maybe two weeks and then I, I can feel the lack of Jesus Christ in my life because it's, mm. it, if we could, if we could only stay focused, <laughs> so many things would be right for us. But we, we tend to just sort of deflect and look here and look there and go to all the wrong places for the, for, for the, for the healing that we're supposed to get. But you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's only, th- it's through Jesus Christ. Um, what, Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is not, this is not a self-help book. This is a devotional. And again, it is going to, I really felt like the Lord led me to specific passages in the Bible that were to say, Hey, these are for you. If you have suffered from sexual abuse, this is this is what God has written to you. And so it's not a self-help book. It's not a Melissa helping you book. It is a, this is, these are the places in the Bible. Of course, there are many, many more, but these are places in the Bible where you can go and find healing. And again, I'm not saying that that means that you don't need counseling. I believe in counseling. I believe strongly in Christian counseling. But ultimately, it is the Word of God that heals It is the us. Word of God. And, and of course, I should have really focused on that. I did say at the beginning, it's a devotional for survivors. Um, but absolutely. So, in fact, you know, you, you uh, buy the book. If, if you are in the, if you are in a problem, you know, feelings, I need to, to, I need to address some of the things that are going on in my life. Buy the book and start praying through the prayers because I think this is a, and, and thinking through the, through the beautiful verses that Melissa is giving us. So I think that that's a very, very key piece of it as well. Um, 
what to what extent do, you, do emotions like anger or the desire for revenge play in the lives of those who have been victimized? Obviously, it varies from person to person, but some people that is something that is stays with them for a long time. And, and we can kind of understand that, right? When someone has done something so evil, then they have these feelings of anger and, re- and wanting revenge. And sometimes those spill out onto, onto other people as well. And this is normal. This is normal for people who have been victimized, but it's also something that, of course, is, very hurtful to the survivor as well. And so he or she really needs to to deal with that in ways that will bring healing to her or to him. Where did you, you know, talking about this being a devotional, Melissa, um, where did, how did you get drawn to the various verses through, through you know, the biblical verses and the, and, and, the, and the prayers that you're putting in your book? How did that happen? I mean, was this something that just happened over the years or what happened here? A couple of years ago, um, I really felt the Lord telling me that he wanted me to write this devotional for survivors of sexual abuse because um, I have dealt with so many people um, that have been hurt so deeply by this, particularly children and as they grow into adults. And so I really felt like the Lord was giving me this assignment or this task. I had written devotionals before for mission trips, for pregnant women, for new moms, but this was, I felt like a new assignment from the Lord. One that I wasn't really excited about doing, if I'm going to be honest, it was just... <laughs> ready, <laughs> God, um, ready, that's what you want me to do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. so I actually told a dear friend of mine, and the reason I did that was because I thought, okay, now like I'm going to have some accountability. If I don't tell anyone, just maybe put it off and not do it. Yeah. But if I tell someone, I'm going to have some accountability. And so then um, just as I would be reading my Bible and studying the Word, th- th- things would jump out at me. Like I felt like the Lord would, was saying, okay, tell them this. They need oh, to know this. Yeah. They need to know this. And so I would just, I just kept kind of a list. And as over time, really over a period of about two years, and that, you know, I was just living my life, doing my devotions, doing my work. And I would feel like at different times, the Lord would say this, they need to know this, tell them this. And so I just kind of kept those notes. And after about two years, I said, okay, now it's time to put the, to put this together in a book form to, um, to write, to write out those passages and put a small devotional and prayer with each one. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You know, um, one of the things that I, that I find uh, is particularly with this whole idea of, you know, this whole situation of abuse. Um, how do you think people that have been through this, Melissa, how can you ever find that peace in your heart? You know, you've obviously dealt with it through your pregnancy centers and all this and, and your work. This has to be an extremely difficult way, uh, thing to do. But at the same time, what a reward for, for anybody who's helping you, like yourself, who's providing this kind of guidance. And again, I think, I think it takes a long time. I don't think it's like, oh, you know, 
do my devotional and in 40 days you'll be completely healed. Nothing like that at all. No, no. I think that it takes a long time. I think it takes a long time walking with the Lord. And the but the Lord promises us, right? He promises That's us right. healing and he promises us hope and he promises us peace and joy in spite of terrible circumstances, right? He promises us a peace that passes understanding. And so I don't think that we can expect it to happen overnight. But I think that as we walk with the Lord, as we seek the Lord, as we speak to people that we can really trust, who can help us through these things, God does heal our hearts. And even God can even use these things for good to help us to help other people. He promises us that. It doesn't make sense to us. It's not something that we would ever choose, but our God is amazing and he is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or think. Absolutely, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about Beautiful Feet. Beautiful Feet International, we start international pregnancy centers and we have over 90 pregnancy ministries in 26 nations. And so what we do is we train churches to use pregnancy ministry to reach their communities for Christ. So we train them. We actually have a training um, coming up via Zoom tomorrow. I, did, oh, I should have had the list. We have people coming from um, from Bangladesh, from India, from Cameroon, from many countries around the world, and we will train them in what the Bible says about sanctity of human life, and we will train them um, how to minister to women throughout pregnancy and baby's first year. Um, we have all kinds of tools that we give them educational tools, um, devotionals like this and many others, uh, lessons so that um, the women can come in each week for a period of almost two years, pregnancy and baby's first year, and we teach them how to take care of themselves, how to take care of their babies, and we teach them about the love of Christ. Do you follow up? I mean, is there is there a whole um, you know program where this they take it back to their countries or wherever they absolutely. happen to be? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's what we do. We were just a couple of months ago in Vietnam, and we trained um, six pregnancies. We trained thirty people representing six new pregnancy ministries, and so then they go back to their cities or their villages villages and then start their pregnancy ministry there. And then we stay in touch with them. We uh, we work with them and um, help them in the work that they are doing. Uh, do you find it's very different situations, where, you know, the, the need for a pregnancy center in, in different countries and, and cultures? Well, there are unplanned pregnancies unplanned pregnancies everywhere. There you go. (laughs) There is a need for that everywhere. And we find that it is a beautiful way to um, really to break these generational chains because we're not just saying, oh, keep your baby. We're saying, let me tell you, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for your baby. And so we teach them about the love of the Lord. We teach them how to raise their children in the Lord. And not. And we work not only with moms, but many times with dads and with grandparents. And we're seeing God really using this to, um, to break generational curses of all kinds of things, including sexual abuse. Absolutely. Absolutely. Obviously, this is this is a five hundred one c three organization. So you yes. you need donations in order to be able to we make do. this happen. Absolutely. So give people where, where to go to give donations because I would love for us, for our listeners to be able to help across the world in in providing that support for unplanned pregnancies. 
beautifulfeetinternational.com. But we also have a Facebook page, Beautiful Feet International. Perfect, perfect. My goodness, Melissa Highland, thank you so much for all you're doing. Thank you for your beautiful devotional. And folks, as I said, it will be, the information will be up on our website. I will also put Melissa's website up there. So no excuse. We're all going to get involved. So wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so thank much, you. Melissa, for being with us. I cannot tell you how much we appreciate it as well as, you know, God bless you lots for all you do. God bless you. God bless you, Molly. All thank right. you. Take care. Bye bye. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest.